0: Handbook for Humanity is a production of the DeSormo Foundation, a nonprofit whose goal is to support the dignity of life, born and unborn. If you would like to support Handbook for Humanity and our mission to share truthful conversation about the body, spirit, sexuality, and being a better human today, visit DesormoFoundation.org. That's D-E-S-O-R-M-E-A-U-X Foundation.org. To donate, look under Funds column and choose Theology of the Body. Thank you for your prayers and support.
1: Welcome to Handbook for Humanity. Um, I'm still kind of learning this anchor position, so I'm welcoming a whole group of people in the podcast room today, and we have a great um, topic that we're going to dig into. It kind of is coming along on the heels of, um, of other shows we've released recently about Right to Life, especially as we round out uh, January, which is a, a special time that we are really focusing on um, celebrating life and addressing issues that, um, that will help to keep um, life protected, right? And so we have at the table, we have our um, director of uh, uh, the Desormo Foundation, of the Women's Center, of the of Women's Center Pregnancy specifically, Center. Specifically, yes. yes. Uh-huh. And then we also have Karen Storr, a guest um, who is visiting us from New Orleans. And she has recently uh, become part of the staff of the Women's New Life Clinic, right, in New Orleans. And she's here. She actually called and asked if she could come and do a tour of the Desormo Foundation, which I'm so excited. I've known Karen for years. Um, we were home homeschooling moms in on the North Shore, and, uh, and her daughter actually ended up taking my position of youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Super amazing family, so I'm so excited that you're here to share about your family and your life, but also about the work that you're now involved in with the Women's New Life Center. We're thrilled to have you touring the Desormo Foundation, because although I'm relatively new, right, I'm just doing a piece of formation here. I'm not as in the works of the of the Women's Center, and um, and so I'm still learning as well. But I've always been a part of it. In some way, I sent a couple of girls here with success for, for saving babies, <laughs> you know, and really have seen some beautiful fruit from the work that is done here. I believe that the foundation in the way that it's structured could be a model for opening successful women's centers all over the state of louisiana and we really have to do such a thing with what we put in place with our laws now where women are they they are having their babies um, and so we'll talk more about that throughout the podcast So this is going to be a really interesting conversation we also have adele back from Bonjour, a little bit everybody. of a break yay welcome <laughs> back i'm happy to be here <laughs> Um, and of course, we have Tom, the man on the street. <laughs> there you go.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, just a blessing to be in uh, the presence of all these uh, awesome women here. I, I don't know. What do I do? Do I uh, raise my voice up and talk a little higher, or do I make it go lower so we can represent the, <laughs> you, the guys? But I'm going to try to do my best.
3: You are the you are the man on the street, but yeah. you are the the one man out. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, you are so he's landed. the <laughs> one man in. Bless. no, man one man one man. we are glad you're here. <laughs> Yeah, because, awesome. you know, when a bunch of women get together and we start talking, oh, see, it could go. be. We're,
2: we're yeah. going to have fun today. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. And okay, I, good, good. I just leaned over and I asked a guest who's with us today whether she it would be okay to introduce her. We have someone observing and we're hoping she might contribute, but it's okay if not. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, Brenda Desarmo's daughter, Christy, who is kind of following in her mom's footsteps. Hi, everybody. No, she's here. Good. She's shadowing her mom and doing some amazing things at the center to keep things rolling. And um, just so blessed to have you with us at the table. So whether you decide to speak or not. Happy to be here. <laughs> Great. All right. So, um, so um, I'm going to throw it over to Tom for a little bit. Um, and I'm sure um, Lisa will be joining him in giving a little... Bird's-eye view of the Desormo Foundation, and a lot of what I'm talking about when I say that, I think that we have a great blueprint for being able to respond to women in crisis pregnancy. So,
2: It, it is a part of our discussion today is just to kind of bring people up to date, uh, what we're doing here at the Foundation. Um, five ministries, which are, are incredible, um, that we go through. And um, the focus today is, is going to be on the core of what really... Is the purpose um, that our founder, Miss Brenda, actually started uh, this operation, the Women's Center of Lafayette, um, which Lisa is the manager of, and then we also have one of the few, and uh, Lisa will talk more about that, um, maternity homes, uh, which is a big, big need now in this uh, post uh, Roe versus Wade world yes. that we have, and we'll talk more about that. But uh, maybe Lisa uh, could just jump in and give us some some background. Sure. A, a
4: Well, the Women's Center of Lafayette is our crisis pregnancy center, and that's where it did all begin 24 years ago. And then we opened up the Baby and Me boutique in our Mimi's attic, which are two resale stores where people just were so generous in the community and wanted to donate their gently used items so that could go free to all of our clients and our residents who lived in our maternity home. So that's how it grew into a need for our maternity home, too, because one of the resources that we saw that moms in the community needed was a place to stay So the maternity home was our fourth ministry and then theology of the body, which is the solution to um, just letting these moms know that they have value, they have human dignity, and to teach them what a relationship really should look like. And so that's our fifth ministry to more of the education arm of the Disarmo Foundation. So those five ministries together is what Becky's talking about as a model for anyone who has the funding or maybe talking to our legislators about how can we get some money supporting this um, to help all those moms in the community. So here in Lafayette, where we're located, we see about 200 moms each month in our pregnancy center. And what that looks like is we have volunteer and staff consultants who meet with them once a month. And do a parenting class of some sort to kind of give them that education. And in turn, our incentive program, it's called Earn While You Learn. So you get baby dollars basically to go get anything you need for your mom, for your baby and mom. So maternity clothes and baby beds, diapers, wipes, anything that you need to support your idea of wanting to keep this baby. Um, And then when one of their needs is needing some place to stay or a little more support if it's drug addiction or mental health or something of that nature, we're able to dive a little deeper with them in our maternity home and house them and give them 24-hour supervision and give them that stability they need to choose life.
2: Mm -hmm. Wow, so a a lot on the table there. Um, And we also have... um, you know, some abilities here at the foundation to get the word out, which is what we're doing today through our podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. We have some other uh, media outlets and social media. We have a a website, disarmofoundation.org, where people can find out even more information um, if they're out there that they're going to search on that. But um, there's also a a huge need um, for people to support this. We are um, not actually getting any funding from the government. And so um, there's a big need to keep these programs going. And so part of that discussion, I think, in maybe making this a blueprint is also a way to try to fund uh, the operations that go on here and Um, Not to say that this is a mandate in the sense of everything would have to look like this, but it's a pretty good place to start because uh, you guys have been pretty successful, Lisa, in in what Ms. Brenda has created here.
4: Right. We are 100% funded by donors and supporters out in the community, everything from volunteering their time to volunteering their treasures. So we wouldn't exist without that support. And it would really, if we're wanting to expand and have more um maternity homes i would say is our biggest challenge right now housing that is where funding would come in place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one of the guests we have here today is to talk more about pregnancy centers and what each one how they're unique in their own way how many people they're able to serve and what um what is their program to help
1: yeah. these moms what is the number of maternity homes in the state do you know lisa
4: Well, there's different ones. Uh, I think there's maybe three in the state. Some only take the teen Mm -hmm. moms. Um, Some only take drug-addicted moms. Mm -hmm. So the need for, I think ours is more of a a middle-of-the-row. We'll take you off the street, absolutely, if you're living in your car. Um, We work with them while they're Mm -hmm. pregnant, and then getting into the drug-addicted facilities. So really... um, the housing that the government provides is not supervised so they kind of go back into the same mm-hmm. predicament that they came out of so right. that's the beauty of a maternity home to help them rehab change their hearts so their minds will be changed mm-hmm. so their habits will be changed that's beautiful i have a question okay. okay
3: so if there's three maternity homes and they have their own personal restrictions you know individually you know, just teens, just drug addicted or whatever, how many moms can the Desarmo uh, maternity home house? How many women can you sleep for, you know, an extended period of time?
4: We just expanded that from six beds to nine beds. So we can take nine pregnant moms and their children. So we do have space for that.
3: Okay, so nine. So in the state of Louisiana, you right. have capacity statewide for a handful of women who are pregnant? Right. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, and Somebody we, out there needs to yeah. pick up the ball here. We're, we're, we are carrying a load that needs to be carried by the whole state. Yeah. Somebody have,
1: help us. We okay. have a responsibility to respond to... To, uh, for those women who are yeah. now going to be mm-hmm. k- keeping their babies according to the guardrails yeah. that we put yeah. up. For okay. Yeah. because the they loss, do have right?
4: facilities yeah. for moms who are recovering <clears throat> from homelessness, for <clears throat> men who are recovering from homelessness, but when it comes to the pregnant mom, right. <clears throat> <throat> <throat> that's
1: the whole that's the whole that's thing. The whole thing. Are, are we the only ones that have a home that is f- where you where you can bring your children in in the state? It's different.
4: Um we do have some stipulations of the age of, mm-hmm. like, say they bring a 13-year-old boy with them. Sure. Well, we try to get them into a facility that would do that or have family take care of the 13-year-old mm-hmm. so that we can accommodate. Yeah. So it is all a little different depending on um, their regulations, if they're funded. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that so you, you don't, know, can yeah. make a difference mm-hmm. on that. And for us, it's it's really what we're able to help them with because we do take children – who are school age and we make sure that they get in school. they
1: mm-hmm.
4: They're, you know, doing everything we do. We bring in tutors. We, you know, there's there's absolutely but for the safety of the the other moms and the young children, mm-hmm. there just has to be a cap on an age. I but get it. there's, you know, one offs all the time that we accommodate for. Mhm. Wow. Awesome. It's amazing. Isn't it amazing? It is amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah.
3: So Yes, okay.
1: Mhm. So do we want to throw it over to Karen now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hello, everyone. I'm
5: Karen uh-huh. Store, yeah. um, and I, I hail from New Orleans, but I always love to pass a good time in Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so I yes. I love when I'm here. Um, I am. Let's see a little bit about me. Uh, I'm a child of the King. I'm married to Dave Store. Together, mm-hmm. um, we. Uh, Let's see from the fruit of our marriage we have brought into the world Sarah, Jacob, Emily, Rachel, Zachary, Claire and Olivia. Mm-hmm. And um from a couple of them being married I'm also grandmother to six which is mm-hmm. a blessing thrice over. Yep. <laughs> um life has been rich for me. Um that's not to say there haven't been troubles, right? But uh way back in 19 late 1960s Uh, A lady had a baby and baptized her at Mary Queen of the Angels Church in New Orleans and named her Mary. And then Bob and Lou brought her into their home and named her Karen. Mm
0: -hmm. And
5: so I am an adopted child. Um, So this is a very passionate uh, issue for me And and the home. I mean, I'm tearing up hearing about the home. I'm, I'm what a gift it is to a young woman to have such support, mm-hmm. love, and care beyond the physical, but really in her brokenness as well to be received and loved. It's beautiful. So uh, Becky already said, you know, we did homeschool together. So yes, mm-hmm. I am a homeschool mom, and that builds character. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> uh, no matter where you go, there you are. Uh, so. Let's see. What we moved to the North Shore uh, probably about eight years ago. Still homeschooling, and we found an apostolate called Holy Family,
2: mm-hmm.
5: a Acad- what is now Holy Family Academy. And I worked there for seven years in education. Um, and I, I and I share that because this is what led me to the Women's New Life. I I had gone to a I'm a vocalist, and I'd gone to a mass to sing, and I ran into a, a dear friend of mine, Allison. And we chatted, and I, and I asked her, how's everything going at the clinic? And uh, she said, well, we've got a few job openings. I said, well, I saw that. That's like a dream job. She said, what What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a dream job. She said, I literally just put in the intention basket for that job to be filled tonight, and you are standing in front of me telling me it's your dream job. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. God called me into this ministry, yes. literally, it at church. Um, and... It's been beautiful, and, and I see where he's moving um, so powerfully in our city um, through this clinic. Um, it was started by Susan Meir back in, I believe, 2001. She was in counseling work and saw this these gaping holes uh, for women who were considering abortion or had had abortions. They just were not getting the love and care that they needed. To, um, to, to make the decision one way or the other, to be informed and then to to heal from the decision afterwards if there was any regret. Um, mm-hmm. So she saw this big need um, and she opened the center. It, it, and we did start out as, as a center. Um, we have transformed over the years. We've, we were in New Orleans proper next to an abortion clinic. Then we moved into Metairie next to an abortion clinic, praise God, that one had closed down. Mm -hmm. So Planned Parenthood made their um, move to come into New Orleans, back to uptown New Orleans. So Women's New Life, I mean, God always had a plot right where the center needed to be Mm -hmm. to help those most in need. Um, So we are on South Claiborne, right next to Planned Parenthood. And um, we are now a clinic with a nurse practitioner two licensed counselors on staff um, serving, I would say a very beautiful, but a very broken community. Mm. (laughs) Um, And every day we are blessed to get to celebrate mass at eight o'clock at our clinic. Mm. We have a little chapel in our clinic where we get to celebrate mass and we pray that St. Michael prayer Mm. before we start our work. and it's a beautiful group of women. There's a lot of feminine genius going on. I know y'all know what that means <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of feminine genius going on in that sheetrock there um, mm-hmm. that spills out into the community. And we also see around 200 women um, a month um, for unplanned pregnancy services. Uh, about, um, let's see, I want to say 101 women chose life because they came to our clinic and received care and support. Um, and seven chose adoption
1: Oh,
5: uh, directly because of mm-hmm. the services and counseling they received. So um, it, it sometimes you can look at those numbers, you're just grateful for every single one that you hear first off. But you can also look and say, wait, only seven? How? You, you said you saw 200 a month. But you know, Allison had said something to me early on. She said, it's not our loss, and it's not our victory. It's all in God's hands. Mm-hmm. He brings to us who he wants us to love and care for, and we do our very best, and we, we allow grace to move where it needs to. Mm-hmm. So it's been beautiful working there. I've only been there five months, um, and I'm just in awe um, of the beautiful work that gets done. Mm-hmm. I'm so privileged to be a part so, and thank you for having me here. I can't wait to hear more about the Desermo
1: Foundation, and Ooh, let uh, me ask you something, Karen, yes. about Women's New Life Center. So, I know there's another um, clinic in Baton Rouge. Yes, those are the only two in the state, right? Yes, New Orleans for and Women's Baton New Rouge. Life. Yes, and how much do y'all collaborate between the clinics? So,
5: we have one manager and one CEO okay. that travel back and forth routinely. Between t- okay, yes, and we have an amazing phone line that I can just hit three buttons and get Baton Rouge. Like so, so we work together closely to answer your question. Yes. Okay. Um, if they have clients that need car seats or uh, pack and plays or you know, diapers or whatever, mm-hmm. there's there seems to always be a shuttle between the two uh, clinics that
1: can accommodate those yeah. needs. I think it's really amazing and it's well worth revisiting the fact that the Lord has provided property on the side of an abortion clinic While they were open for these two centers in the in the beginning the centers not clinics Mm -hmm. um and and now those are shut down and y'all are still operating it's just a beautiful thing to recognize a lot of glory you know to give back to the lord yeah the the whole philosophy that you said about like he sends us we do what he's asking us to do for them with love And then we release them back into his hands, right? Yes. And the whole situation and let the fruit come from him uh, out of the hard work that he presents us to do, which is hard work. You know, it is hard work, but it is, you know, it is uh, also an anointed work. I think that people are called to it if they remain in it. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And
5: our counselors blow me away. Everyone in the clinic is like-minded and pro-life, and and wants to see these babies born and loved, and um, but it, the counseling approach that we use is uh, non-judgmental, supportive care. So we're not going to tell anybody what what they have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but women in crisis—I I mean, I think we can all agree. Theology, everything else aside, we can all agree it's it's probably not the wisest thing to make a decision when you're in crisis. Mm. Uh, there's a good chance that you might do something and then later on go, oh, I did that because I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. That's why I did that. I should have calmed down and then made a decision. So our counseling services are very much about taking that crisis, slowing down, breathing, getting back to your core values, remembering who you are, perhaps whose you are, mm-hmm. and um, and then making a decision from there that you know you can live with, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and if mistakes are made, we do a, quite a bit of post-abortive counseling as well. And I will share real quick um, yeah. our, our, our mission, the mission of the clinic. Um, we, we are a Christian organization promoting the sanctity of human life, the dignity of women, and the sacredness of sexuality through mental health and medical services. Oh, and that, that pretty much sums up Awesome. Exactly where awesome. the counseling support comes from.
2: Yeah. Man, great introductory sections uh, here. So we kind of know who's at the table now, what kind of messages uh, are being delivered. But I think, as always, Miss Becky has some challenging parts for the remaining part of the show, uh, some interesting questions that I think we'll all be able to chime in on and maybe give some perspective. So looking forward to the rest of the show. Like we always do, um, this is a handbook for humanity. It is a podcast that is supported and promoted by the Disarmo Foundation um, right here in Lafayette, Louisiana. And we do appreciate you guys listening at this time. And please stay tuned because we've got the rest of the show coming up. Becky.
1: All right. Thank you. Yeah. So um, so I thought maybe um, after learning about the different pieces of the different organizations, we might take some time. Um, Karen, you told us a a good bit about your family life and what led you on to this work. And it's so beautiful to have heard that from you. Um, Is there anything else that you really is coming up for you that you would like to share about your journey towards working in the pro-life I mean you've been work- you've been doing pro life work in some aspect or a part of the pro life community for so long but yes. this is active and this is much more involved. This yeah. is frontline. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yes.
5: Um I think just to continue um listening to the Lord in in what he's asking of me within the movement. Mm-hmm. Um you know there there were times in my life where prayer was all i could offer there were other times where we you know hands on um doing lots of work within the within the movement uh, but i think as far as my time at the center just to continue um in a spirit of prayer and surrender and answering the phones um you know, I, I had answered the phone at one point, and I, I got a little frustrated after I hung up the phone. Why, why didn't that lady want to schedule? That we have such good things to offer her, and mm-hmm. and I just, I just heard our lady say, "Karen, let me get the next one." Mm-hmm. You know, so it like, okay, okay, Mama, yeah. <laughs> you can take the next call. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So to just to continue to try to, you know, um, meet people where they are on the phone, just as a, a as a friendly. Um, non scary voice, mm-hmm. um someone that will just listen to them, um and then, like I said, continue listen to the lord i mean this this maternity home, wow, that's like a new direction from our prayer life mm-hmm. is um to bring a maternity home into our area, we do see the need we get we get phone calls all the time. Is there someplace I can stay? What resources mm-hmm. do you have available? and our counselors are amazing at offering resources,
1: but they're slim, y'all, they're yeah, slim yeah. yeah. We're not taking care of our women yeah. the way we should. Well, that was what was striking me as I was listening was that the the Lanyap challenge of the Disarmo Foundation of walking with them past the decision to keep the baby, and trying to you know form a, a structure around them that they can successfully. Uh, walk in, I mean, walk through that into some independence with their child and be able to have healthy relationships themselves and be a good parent and all of these things. And then hitting those obstacles like, you know, being addicted to drug use or having mental illness that needs to be, you know, taken care of in the process. So it's a lot longer uh, journey with the, with the women than just having them you know choose life which is not just that is that is awesome yes and um and and it's so necessary and it's it's unique that y'all have the the physicians that you have or the nurse practitioners you know that are on board for the from the medical community to support the work of what you're doing um i'm just seeing the differences and in the, in the different mm-hmm. challenges that are there we um, are
5: our nurse practitioner is able to do prenatal care up to 20 weeks okay and we are um you know, we can take insurances. Most of our, our women are on Medicaid, and, and we're able to take that insurance, um, which helps to pay for some staff, but it also pours back into the women that we see that do not have means to pay. Right. So um, so those funds recycle over into helping those without. Uh, no women are turned away. Yeah. Uh, if they call us, they're going to receive help and care. They will, um, huh? And our our donors go beyond the generosity of financial uh, donations with diapers, wipes, clothing, pack-and-plays, car seats, you name it. Um, it, We're able to really help our our moms get a head start. That's beautiful. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you are walking
1: with them. You're making the journey forward. Um, The day-to-day living situation uh, is a real gift. And I think that, yeah, that we need that. We need more of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd like and to say the, something. It presents challenges for sure. Okay, though. <laughs> I've heard mm-hmm. uh,
3: often that you know one of the the complaints uh, from the pro-choice um, group is that we just interested in the baby and not the mama, right? Okay, right. so that is incorrect, of course, of, of course. course, and that we do walk with these women. Lisa, how long do they yeah, keep coming back? Here at the
4: Women's Center with the Disarmo Foundation, just through the pregnancy center, we stay with them till their baby is two. So throughout their pregnancy mm-hmm. and helping them. Then now in the maternity home, mm-hmm. we don't have a limit. Really, um, we also work with a transition home so that they. can So you stay have another home
3: those. that can they can move into.
4: It's not under the umbrella of the Desarmo Foundation, but it is part of our joint participation of helping that mom make that transition. Okay. Um, there's several of those. There's like sober living that is government run. Did a run so that this one is more of for the mom and the young baby. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that that, that seems is. to be a, a huge need too. Is mm-hmm, transitional mm-hmm. homes. Where I think the struggle in like Lafayette and maybe New Orleans, we have a city bus system so that they're able to stay in an area that could continue to help them through the school system, through getting a job, having transportation Mm -hmm. because they have no car, they can't afford car insurance, driver's license, anything of that nature. So the big cities seem to be able to help them in that area, but a lot of our small towns, they have, that's why we're so overflown here, overgrown mm. in, mm. in the Lafayette area. And the need seems to be, um, harder to open up in a smaller town. Mm-hmm. So transportation is a big transportation, item. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The programs, so, yeah, medical transportation will take you just so far. Yeah. Right. It's a, a difficult journey. It'll take you only to your OBGYN and medical facilities, but to work. You know, you really need that extra support of what we're able to do here in Lafayette. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm
3: -hmm. Man, I I see. I see um, a grocery list of needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and with that, require uh, a vision of some sort. You know, something organized, something, 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 and and of course, it'll it'll cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that'll and you know if it's going to be staffed with. Any volunteers, you know, people that have to open their hearts to, to, to help in, in those areas. Yeah. I see a big, I see a big, well, I mean, you know, I'm saying I see a big. I know you see a big. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you see big, too. Okay, but, uh, yeah, it's, this is a challenge.
4: Yeah, yeah until you mm-hmm. get involved in it, you don't even think about that. Just the little things is they don't have a driver's license. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, they, don't, they can't afford really anything, food school supplies and so it's taking that crisis pregnancy that they're in and they just feel like their hands are tied they can't do one more thing and yes i can and, see and mm-hmm. as karen had mentioned it's really just to kind of slow down the chaos see what the resources are that we could offer them and help them see that and a lot have said that this life has actually saved their lives because yeah they did find a purpose now Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. in this baby right and so that's just the challenge of uh the state the country is I think the breakdown of the family
1: yes
4: and I think that's where theology of the body comes in Mm, so the more ministries you attach to a pregnancy center like a maternity home the education that's where the healing comes yes And as I said, changing of hearts, changing of Mm -hmm. minds, Mm -hmm. changing of culture, because where the family goes, there it goes. Yeah, so can you talk
1: about those pieces of formation that are offered over the course of like with the Baby and Me um, classes and those kinds of things? Yes,
4: so here at our pregnancy center, uh, besides the monthly consultations and parenting classes, we have professionals that come in once a month for our Baby and Me class to also volunteer their time to mm-hmm. educate them on a variety of topics. Anything from a, a pediatrician will come in, um, a prenatal yoga instructor talks about birthing plans and the health of the baby, nutritionist, um, a Canadian ambulance comes in and talks about ch- uh, car seat safety, uh, infant CPR. So. They get a wealth of free services. Everything we provide for them is free. And then in turn, they get free stuff for their babies and for them. So once they leave our maternity home and find housing, then we supply all the furniture and everything they need through our Mimi's Attic, through all the donations that come in. Mm -hmm. So it's this beautiful overflow of right. community support that mm-hmm. we can start from the very beginning um with the ultrasound showing them the proof of life hearing that heartbeat having our chapel mm-hmm. as miss brenda always says the spirit zaps them when they hear the heartbeat <laughs> right and, and the Holy spirit <laughs> yeah, right across the hall right? <laughs> and then yeah. coming mm-hmm. every month mm-hmm. and and being that support till their babies too and on then needing a home, we have the home for them, and supplying everything free uh, through our two stores. It, it's just a, a beautiful model. Yeah. I do agree. Ms. Brenda's vision has probably gone beyond. Mm-hmm. She always says, if I knew what I was doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, would, I would be in trouble. I'd be um, dangerous. I'd be, I'd be dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. So, God, she even wrote a book. It's called Only by the Grace of God because she says that all the time. We say we need something, and there it is. God has provided. So only by the grace of God did her one yes in the very beginning develop into this beautiful now five ministries under the Disarma Foundation umbrella. And so we're blessed to have her and so blessed to have Christy want to Mm -hmm. take on that legacy Mm -hmm. and continue it for as long as we can because the need is here.
0: The volunteers
4: want, donors want, so... We have to just pick up the pieces that the government can't supply. And we have the heart um, and and really the the conviction that we are looking uh, more for conversion than just a Mm Band-Aid. You know, we really Mm -hmm. want to look at the root of the problem and change the culture and go back to Mm -hmm. God. He's Mm -hmm. the ultimate. We are his children.
3: I was just thinking, as you were describing all of the different you know, services and and items and whatnot that you provide. That if I was a, a young woman in a crisis pregnancy, and and I didn't know where to turn, and I was panicking and you know losing it and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, and 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 I, I I kept coming back here, you know, for the counseling and then for the for the little educational you know baby and me classes with the professionals. It seems to me that I would I would say these guys are always here. They're here for me. They're here for me. And if I need something, anything, mm-hmm. I can turn to them and they they will either provide me with it or point me where I can go get it. I think that that would be such a consoling um, thing for these young women. Uh, and to know and then like you said they have a purpose now they have their babies a reason to live and you know that kind of stuff. I just think it's such a um it's such a stable all providing it's almost like God's providence mm-hmm. the good Father what do you need? I won't hand you a, a snake when you ask for an egg you know that mm. God takes care don't worry about you know the birds; they God feeds them, and the you know the flowers, and they you know calm down. I got you covered.
1: You yes. know that kind of thing.
3: That's what comes to me.
1: Yeah, I wonder uh, when women come in, young women who come in uh, in crisis. Um, if do you tell them everything that we have to offer when they come in? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. That's the first meeting is going through yeah.
4: first the education of the truth of abortion, uh-huh. and we actually show them an abortion video. It's animated. But to let them know the reality, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times they just don't don't even understand what they may be asking for. Mm -hmm. Or they've never talked to anyone, their mother, um, anyone that supports them in the past, Mm because they're just afraid. They haven't told the, the baby's daddy. So it's really just kind of bringing that education to say, okay, who do you know and love and trust? Let's get them involved in this decision, right. too. And
0: mm-hmm.
4: um, then we talk about adoption. Then we talk about all of our resources. Absolutely. Okay. That is. And then we schedule the ultrasound for proof of life. Um, then get them an OBGYN. Get them um, signed up for any kind of governmental assistance that's mm-hmm. available to them. And then they start seeing the hopelessness leave and the hope yeah. appear. Yes. Because yeah. yes.
1: you, you've provided you, them with a big picture of what's possible for them. The big picture. That's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the
4: key. Very good. There is is really the education and and them first making that call to come in. And we so encourage them. I think the our phone volunteers are on the front lines who are answering these calls and just encouraging them with a loving voice. Let's make your appointment first available. We'll get you in today. We will get you mm-hmm. in as soon as you can get transportation over here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and then it goes from there. And yeah. the calming of our consultants and there they say they're God's vessels, you know, because they come in prayer every day and. You have to, because we we empty so much, we Mm -hmm. have to refill. So our volunteers and our staff are always bouncing things off of each other. And new resources come in where, you know, you have to stay connected and Mm -hmm. the communication has to stay, because it is draining. Uh, We lose our patience sometimes, but we, we have to, again... Go home and say, "Okay, I'm, uh, begin I'm again, start again <laughs> tomorrow." <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Uh, and I
5: tell you, with everything you just said, I heard a whole lot about the woman, mm-hmm. and not just the child. Right, a whole right. lot into you know, to speak to what you had said earlier, Adele. Mm-hmm. That, and and also, uh, we we also counsel men um, at our at our clinic as well, which talk about untapped. Forgotten? Oh yes. There you go. Not, yes. That's not a need supported. I mean, Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we need a little masculine genius going on now. Yes. Uh, yes. But uh, that we, we have we had a, a man uh, who who came in for counseling not too long ago that had dropped a woman, he was cab driver and he dropped a woman off at an abortion clinic and it's haunted him ever since oh, and he wow. he just needed to mm-hmm. kind of talk that out and mm-hmm. and find some peace with it. Um, so. He wasn't even directly related right. to what was going on. But we but we do counsel men that, that have been a part or the woman has made the decision independent of the man, and he feels the loss deeply, mm-hmm. you know. Um, again, where the family yeah. goes, there the culture that's goes. That's a huge
4: part of what we do as well yeah. is encourage the father to come in, first for them to just tell the the father and be involved because that's part of the culture that's missing is – the father even knowing or then wanting to take responsibility so we feel they need to walk right along with the mom yes and then of course we bring in marriage and talk about the covenant versus just a commitment of living with someone Beautiful. so i mean it's it's just that natural flow and if you don't involve everyone involved in this decision then you're missing a huge part so encouraging the men to be involved is I think has been a tremendous growth uh, for us. We even started a men's ministry. Oh, beautiful. Um, And so that's something we hope that we can continue to pick up and get companies involved to where they will start employing these young men who don't have jobs. And so, I mean, there's so many ways it could flourish with the community support and then funding to help be incentivized. And so that's kind of why... Becky Landry is part of <laughs> our podcast with our new pro-life governor. We're so excited with <laughs> Jeff Landry that some changes can occur mm-hmm. for the pro-life uh, movement yeah, here in yes. Louisiana. Let's
1: hope. I think you know it really has to be um, uh, the government supporting a grassroots up, because it's it's never going to really work if it's a government down. Right. Um, but the government can somehow provide the resources are the structure that we need to be able to um, incentivize that grassroots up response that needs to happen in every community. I mean it just that's what I feel about the Desarmo Foundation. It's been so well supported and embraced by a community that we don't even have government funding right now. Right. Karen, are y'all funded in any no, way by the government? Not so, one dollar. Yeah. So again, there's the there's the community of the pro life um, you know culture in new orleans supporting that effort um but there you know there can be and there needs to be more available um i, I remember someone um saying all we need to do is take all the resources and funding that was given to planned parenthood mm-hmm. and now take Amen. that and pour it into the women's centers and women's home that are needed to respond to a culture of life mm-hmm. helping them keep their babies and and get on their feet to be successful with parenting you know are providing for adoption right into families that are waiting to be good solid support as a family so um so yeah we're i think that's our hope right moving forward is that we would have those resources and find a way both as the people grassroots up and the state you know being able to support the efforts that come from people i hear a lot of people who are now being inspired in some way to move in a different direction with creative solutions. We talked about that on the last show about the woman with the adoption ministry. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so it's very, and you just feeling like, well, let me go see what's happening over there at the Center. Yes. And so it's, and I've heard more, you know, of people who really feel something welling up in them to respond. Um, and so yes, hopefully we can move forward in both as, um, the grassroots up and having the support of our state government as well.
2: Mm-hmm. A couple of questions for, for both Lisa and for Karen, um, and, and just, you know, taking your time on, on answering the questions. But um, as as we're moving past this um, into a new era, the past or post Roe versus Wade, do you guys see some different challenges um, in, in your particular um, institutions? And then- um, maybe after the challenges, if you could just share some hope that you guys feel, um, and maybe Karen, you could go first on that.
5: Sure. Um, Post row has been uh, confusing, I think, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for a great a great many people. I get, you know, so I I, I answer the phones and do the scheduling. Um, I get phone calls that are very peculiar to me sometimes, I don't quite know how to follow, for example. Um, yes, you know, I'll, I'll answer and they'll say, um, yes, I'd like that that pill that gives you your period back. And and I think, I I don't, I don't know what that is. What is the pill that gives you your period back? So so I've got to think, I've got to process that, and then I, I realize, oh, she lost her period because she's pregnant. Now she wants her period back. She wants the abortion pill. It, it but that that language mm. came from a social media campaign. That I mean, it gives me chills. It's it's in the hands of all of our young children on their phones that we pay for them to have, and and this is what they're seeing. You know, get. Get your period back with just this one pill. Lost your period? Get it back with this. They've taken out the controversial mm-hmm. word, making it seem like, oh, well, this is no big deal. Like I could just take this and I'll get my period back without even thinking. Why did I lose my period? And what is the consequence of getting it back? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a very deceptive. The 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 definitions are changing. The words are changing mm-hmm. um, by design. By design, mm-hmm. it's very deceptive. And uh, when, when pregnancy centers are really under attack, I, I know recently there was just a big article uh, in our newspaper with our picture embedded in the article oh. um, mm. a, about getting government funding. Mm. But we, d- we don't get a dollar mm. of mm-hmm. government funding on mm-hmm. purpose by design, mm-hmm. but there was our picture in the middle of this article criticizing pregnancy yeah. centers for getting <laughs> federal funding, it's all very deceptive. Right. You know, we're told that we want to bring women in and make them keep their babies. And that is also very deceptive. We want to arm them with truth to make a good, healthy decision for them. And uh, so post-Roe has... I, I see so much deceit, mm-hmm. but it's not those... What what is what is the phrase like um me think thou doth protest too much yeah <laughs> yes. right it's, so it's um yeah. anyway it, it's just ironic to me and it, it has always been the case quite frankly that mm-hmm. we're trying to help um not hurt uh all of, all of the efforts are to help so mm-hmm. so post row has just been um it's been interesting to navigate the law i understand that there are doctors that are very confused by what they can and can't do mm-hmm. And um, there was just a, a documentary out about the medical aspect of living in a, a post row world mm-hmm. that was so full. It was heartbreaking to watch. It was so full of fear and emotion, but very little fact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, d- I did hear on one of y'all's podcast about we're all going to suffer, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. uh When we feel like we're going to have suffering, we instantly want to stop the suffering Mm -hmm. instead of entering into the suffering. We just want to cut it off and stop it, right? Um, Suffering is a part of life. There's not one of us that escapes suffering ever. And so the documentary was really focused on giving women what they call health care, which means abortions, when they didn't get the Mattel pregnancy, if I may a think I just coined a phrase, maybe, I don't know, Mm -hmm. Um, like the, you know, they didn't get the pregnancy that they wanted. Mm. So they want the health care to get rid of that pregnancy Mm -hmm. and try again later. Um, And and, and, and I will just share very briefly, I I, I had a, I have a child that has special needs and she's the light of our family. I think Mm. every Mm -hmm. single one of her siblings would say she is the light of our family. Um, everyone in the family is loved, adored, and amazing, but this child just shines bright, mm-hmm. yeah, and she does. Um, she does. <laughs> and I was counseled to abort her in, in my fifth month because she wasn't the Mattel baby, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, I think uh, post is it's more about, from our side, doing the work that y'all are doing such a beautiful job of doing. Our counselors are doing such a beautiful mm-hmm. job of doing meeting women in their brokenness, and helping them to heal yes that that really I, I, it just keeps going back to that from mm-hmm. me that um, you're darn right life is hard mm-hmm. and we are not meant to be alone we do not make sense mm-hmm. by ourselves we are meant to be in community to speak to what you said earlier Correct. Adele mm-hmm. um, we make more sense in context of each other yes we do and um, so yeah, I, those are some of my thoughts. I'll I would let you say take on over.
4: The positive you did address everything we're struggling with as well. But if there is any uh, positive that came out of well, besides saving the life, the awareness of the pregnancy centers that we do exist and how many we have mm-hmm. and the support that we give. So I think that would be what we're seeing because of the uptick. We're having more women. Contact us, get involved. Um, even those who were past clients are now volunteers. Oh, wonderful. Um, we've even hired mm-hmm. a few in our Baby and Me boutique. Mm-hmm. Um, one former resident is now a house mom. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, we're seeing the beauty of the awareness and the success stories. Yes. Um, so I I would say that's a positive part of just an awareness Mm-hmm that we 're here for them, yes um, and and they're they're saying yes as well, mm. so I think they're realizing that is the choice that is the
1: mm. only choice that's beautiful mm.
4: that's the choice
1: What a wonderful place to kind of wrap it up <laughs> with the hope of of that very beautiful statement thank you lisa it's true. I mean, what a gift it is to be able to be a part of. Being able to observe the fruit of your labors. I can't say that I labor as you do every mm. day here. And so, um, yeah, and Chrissy, you jumping in to shadow your mom and all the things. Um, Tom, you supporting as the man, you know, blessed mm-hmm. among women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did, okay. <laughs> it you did a, okay. It is a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and Karen, thank you too. Yeah, for coming all this way and for visiting the the center and we'll be able to now spread the word about each other a little better. Huh? Amen. Yes. More knowledge of how each one works and what are the resources that are available in what areas and all of that. So, Adele, you have something uh, you want to I, I think this with? has
3: been such an amazing um, show, mm-hmm. show, shall we call it, podcast. How can we get this information broadcast or disseminated mm-hmm. more you know so many people need to know about this i mean this everything about this right. is like awesome and and i just want more people to know because if we the state of louisiana voted Mm-hmm. You know, yes. uh, to end abortion in our state, right. then we have to pick up the slack here. We do. Here. Yes. We, we do. have to. We have to put. Okay. Okay. So. Until until we have that culture change, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> turn everything around. Yeah. But uh, you know, we're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah. We need to. Okay. Just our, share that share, share this
2: podcast with all your family <laughs> and friends. There's a little share button Please, on there.
0: there share. Share, share. 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 Help us out.
2: Yes.
3: Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Very Tom. Good.
1: Okay.
0: And thank you for joining us today. You can find everything we reference and discuss in today's show notes. If you'd like to contact us with a question or comment or anything you want to share, let us know. Please send an email to handbookfh1 at gmail.com. Again, that's handbookfh1 at gmail.com. Please subscribe to this podcast. We are available on all major networks such as Spotify, Apple, or Google. If you have a minute, please leave a review. Honest, what you think. We definitely want to know. Share with your friends, family, anyone who is human that you think could benefit from these conversations. Handbook for Humanity is a production of the Desormo Foundation, a nonprofit whose goal is to support the dignity of life, born and unborn. If you would like to support Handbook for Humanity and our mission to share truthful conversation about the body, spirit, sexuality, and being a better human today, visit desormofoundation.org. That's D-E-S-O-R-M-E-A-U-X foundation.org to donate look under funds column and choose theology of the body thank you for your prayers and support